This is Inquisition of Darkness Radio, the paranormal talk show that discusses all things mysterious and supernatural. From cryptid and UFO sightings from around the world, to conspiracy theories and black magic, prepare yourself to experience the unknown. I'm your host, Jordan Tyler Quinn Farkish, and now, it's time to pull down the shades, double check the locks on the front door, and turn on all the lights. Prepare yourself for tonight's program. to the program and a happy new year what a year it has been covid is raging across the planet but let's talk about something else shall we tonight a first-hand report of the infamous black triangle a sighting from fort knox kentucky and an excerpt from the book Seeing is Believing Unexplainable Encounters of an Extraordinary Nature and then more about UAPs and UFO sightings but first a quick word about Kindle Unlimited from cell phones to tablets and computers you can access over a million titles and borrow an unlimited amount of books from all sorts of variety no matter what genre you enjoy the most you're sure to find an endless supply of interesting reading on Kindle Unlimited Sign up now for a one-month free trial. You won't regret it. All right, folks, let's get into it. Tonight, we're going to be talking about UFOs, unidentified flying objects. Nowadays, most people refer to these as UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Back in 2015, I had a sighting of the Black Triangle UFO. I wasn't expecting it, and I wasn't looking for it, and it sure left me questioning the world that I thought I knew. Here's an excerpt from my recent book, released last summer, 2020. Seeing is Believing, 
For nearly half a century, something large, dark, and triangular-shaped has lurked in the skies of our world. Thousands of eyewitnesses have come forward with their first-hand accounts of these crafts. In almost every reported case, the dark triangles appeared to be made of dark, ethereal material and were equipped with some sort of pulsating lights. Most witnesses also agree on the massive size of the UFO, as well as having sighted the craft at lower altitudes than what commercial airliners and fighter jets typically fly. These black triangles, as they have become known around the world, are a strange UFO phenomena that none of the world's superpowers claim to know anything about. In the late 1980s and early 1990s, black triangles were spotted frequently in the skies above England, Belgium, the USA, and several other countries. In Belgium, the phenomenon was reported so much that the media simply couldn't ignore it. Today, those reports are collectively referred to as the Belgian UFO wave. Eventually, the UK Ministry of Defense organized an official query into the recent sightings and released a report scientifically dismissing the entire affair. According to Project Condine, I'm sure I pronounced that wrong, the UK's research into unidentified aerial phenomena there was nothing to the Black Triangle sightings, nothing more than atmospheric illusions. In the late 1990s, perhaps the most highly publicized sighting took place in and around Phoenix, Arizona. The media again could not ignore the phenomena as it was witnessed and reported by thousands of American citizens. The witnesses included people from all walks of life, from lawyers and doctors to restaurant workers, police officers, and even members of the armed services. It seemed that the world would have to acknowledge the previous two decades of these sightings and UFO phenomena in general. But, alas, within weeks of the media's reporting about the Phoenix Lights, the world returned to its former stance on UFOs, as if there were no proof of their existence, and the millions upon millions of eyewitness accounts were mere fabrications. Standing outside of my mother's house, smoking a cigarette and stargazing, approximately 2 a.m. in the morning, one summer day, back in 2015, I saw something that redefined what I thought I knew about UFOs and life in general. Looking from one side of the night sky to the other, my eyes scanning the stars for the shapes of some of my favorite constellations, including Gemini and Orion, I found myself in a moment of complete disbelief. By the time my eyes had shifted from one side of the sky, think left to right, to the other, after having lingered there for 
possibly 10 to 15 seconds, I got the shock of a lifetime in the form of a massive triangular shaped spaceship. It was black as night and resembled a big long pyramid on its size. It also looked like an Imperial cruiser from the Star Wars series, all jokes aside. The giant craft hovered so low in the sky that it looked close enough to hit with a rock. Although it's possible it could have been much higher and even larger than it appeared, it is impossible to say. I remember thinking directly after the incident that if you'd stacked two houses on top of each other and stood there on the rooftops on your tippy toes, you could have probably touched the belly of the craft. It had indeed seemed that close to the rooftops in the neighborhood. Keep in mind that this particular neighborhood is located directly adjacent to the famous Fort Knox military base. It was the kind of neighborhood that is filled with military housing and mainly middle class families. A nice little suburban area right off of an intersection of two major highways. That said, I can't tell you how many times I recall seeing blacked out helicopters flying around the place. Sometimes the helicopters were solo or in a pair as they flew over the neighborhood, but more often than not, they appeared in groups of four, flying side by side. The point being, I suppose if the black triangle UFO phenomena is real, which it is, this particular neighborhood was as likely a place as any for a sighting. Awe washed over me as the craft seemingly glided through the thin air, weightless. As I stood there, all but forgetting about smoking my cigarette and playing Name the Constellations with myself, I could not help fight the feeling of stupidity that washed over me. The size of the ship was so awesome and the fact that it was simply floating there, defying gravity as if totally weightless, my mind fought itself rather than register this as reality. But there it was, a massive triangular ship sailing silently over the rooftops of thousands of sleeping Kentuckians. Men, women, and children, old, young, healthy, sick, awake, mostly sleeping, just inside their homes, unaware of the massive thing occupying and dominating the sky above them. I remember this thought vividly, remembering instantly that very few, if anyone, would ever believe the thing I was bearing witness to. I also remember that whoever, whatever, was piloting the craft was equally aware of how unbelievable the situation was, for whatever it matters. I recognized the famous black triangle shape of the UFO the moment I laid eyes on it. Growing up on the internet, so to speak, and being quite a curious person in general, 
as well as a fan of the more mysterious aspects to life, I, like millions of others, was more than familiar with the subject. People have been sighting black triangular crafts with red lights for decades. This is exactly what I was watching sail across the neighborhood, gently, towards Fort Knox military base. The black triangle had circular red lights, and it looked like it was equipped with a similar sort of armor that tanks have. It was the size of a tall building laying on its size. In fact, the ship I saw that night looked easily the size of several soccer fields, and it could have been much, much larger if it were actually higher in the sky than my eyes and brain were registering at the time. I had the thought, while it was nearly directly above me, and started to turn slowly towards the nature preserve and Fort Knox, that the thing must have been the size of a skyscraper on its side. The damn thing was every bit as large as a modern-day warship, if not much larger. It crossed my mind that maybe it was an American warship. I mean, it was a massive ship floating above military housing and making its way towards Fort Knox less than a mile away. What else could it have been? Perhaps a skyboat of pharaohs who took a wrong turn on the way to eternity. I know what I saw that night and how insignificant my knowledge of the world seemed upon spotting it, even if I don't have a clue what it really was or why it was there. Supposedly, we're decades, if not centuries, away from possessing such kinds of technology. Surely no governments admit to possessing such advanced aircraft, to say the very least. That, however, does not dismiss the millions of sightings of the Black Triangle and other UFOs that have taken place over the past several decades. In 2008, both Dateline NBC and the History Channel aired programs mentioning the infamous Black Triangle sightings in a rare show of belief from mainstream TV channels. But, aside from these two isolated broadcasts and having appeared on mainstream television with the media coverage of the Phoenix Lights back in the late 90s, precious little has been shared about UFOs as a credible thing or real phenomena by the media to this day. If you ask many genuine witnesses of the Black Triangle and other UFOs, including myself, they, however, believe there is an obvious government cover-up happening. Who else has the power to keep such an awesome thing under wrap? Others explain the Black Triangle way as a black-budget surveillance craft. One prime candidate, if this is the case, is the TR-3A, designed and manufactured by Northup, a high-end defense contractor to world militaries. 
That said, there are two main problems with the theory of the TR3A being the black triangle. One, there's simply no proof, not a shred of evidence, that the craft even exists. Two, based on concept designs and visual models of the TR3A that are available to the public, it doesn't fit the shape or the size of the infamous black triangle. In fact, far from it. It is much too small, too thin, too stealth, and too smooth. It looks nothing like the black triangle spotted by millions. So then, what is this thing that millions of people have caught a glimpse of by now? Witnesses from around the world have viewed the craft with the naked eye as well as capturing it on film and even video. Is the Black Triangle an advanced surveillance craft owned and operated by the U.S. Air Force or some other powerful military of the world? As the National Institute for Discovery Science suggested back in the early 2000s while they were still an active organization? Or, is the phenomena simply some sort of new and sophisticated border patrol drones that our governments ha have begun to deploy, as geoscientist Ben McGee suggests some of these sighted black triangles may be? For now, only you can be the judge. That was an excerpt from my recent book that came out last year in May. And uh, if you liked what you heard, you can find the book on Amazon. It is available in ebook and print version. It's about 300 pages long, and it is full of strange encounters um, that I experienced in the USA. So I have now lived in Europe for the past three years and uh, just thought it would be a good time to document and share with the world the strange encounters that uh, I experienced. So there you have it. <clears throat> this particular excerpt is from the chapter uh, Black Triangle. Uh, which was not in the original release of the book. Um, this came with the first major revision, which was done in December of 2020. Uh, other sections of the book include encounters with a Navajo skinwalker in the Four Corners region, uh, Bigfoot in Indiana, um, the Goatman in Kentucky, and many other things including a summoning of an entity. So, rather interesting material if you're into that sort of thing, and I suppose most listeners are, or they wouldn't be playing this podcast. So, uh, up next, we have a song from our friends at White Bat Audio, and then some more about UAPs, and other UFO sightings.
was Alien Ruins. A little bit of cyber synth for you guys who enjoy EDM. So, as promised, we're back with a little bit more talk on UAPs and UFOs. Um, if you're like me and you grew up with the term UFO, uh, you may not be ready to convert to the new terminology used by the world's militaries for unidentified flying objects. Now they are known as unidentified aerial phenomena, even though they are the same exact thing. So the term UFO itself was coined by the U.S. military back in the day, uh, and now they have upgraded that terminology to UAP, though they are the exact same thing. So, the excerpt from my book that I read earlier in the show uh, was not my only UFO sighting. Uh, my first UFO sighting was back in the late 90s, uh, a couple of miles outside of Huntington, Indiana, uh, which is just outside of Fort Wayne, Indiana, the second largest city in the state. Uh, my best friend, Sean Miller, and I uh, we're outside uh, in the field. Uh, he, he lived on basically a small farm, a three or four acre piece of property that was actually in between a couple of farms. One which was a pretty major hog farm in the area. Um, for all we know, the, the UFO may have been there to abduct some pigs. Uh, but we saw a blue streak of light shoot across the sky and uh, stop you know a little bit above our heads and uh, you know it, it's hard to gauge how far away uh, a light like that is in the in the sky uh, it didn't seem too far away maybe about the height that a plane would fly uh, but it wasn't a plane because it zipped across the sky faster than planes could move and then it just sort of stopped and hovered there I remember it vividly. It was blue, and uh, we ran inside the house to get a pair of binoculars. And uh, we came back, and it was still there, though it had shifted a little bit in the sky. But uh, we easily found it. And uh, as soon as we put the binoculars to our face to get a closer look, the thing zipped off at incredible speeds and just simply blinked out of existence or so it seemed to us whether it went invisible or you know jumped into hyperspace uh, no idea but uh, we we must have been maybe 10 years old 11 years old something like that uh, we're within one year of each other uh, Sean's actually I think 11 months younger than me uh, so yeah, we were about 10 or 11 years old uh, when we had that first encounter. Um, you know, I've always been a sky watcher, so I, I've noticed uh, strange activity for years now. And uh, sometimes I wonder how other people don't notice this. Uh, you know, is it just that they're not taking the time to look up? Uh, who knows? Uh, but I've had my fair share of UFO sightings. Um, back to me and Sean, um, flash forward 10 years, 
slightly more. Uh, we're in our early 20s, and I'm on one side of the country, and Sean's on the other, and we're, we're both noticing the same phenomena in, in the sky in the uh, early 2000s and, and mid-2000s even. Uh, what appeared to be aerial dogfights uh, going on over the major cities in the United States. Uh, give a little more detail. It, it seemed like swarms of, of stars. Uh, think 25, 35, 40 stars kind of just swarming around like insects. Little beams of light uh, shooting back and forth from each other like a scene from Star Wars, uh, to be quite honest. That's exactly what it looked like. And uh, other friends of ours saw the same thing. So this was definitely not an isolated event. It was happening over the course of several years, and, and, and in my opinion, still is. I noticed something very similar with, with my wife maybe two years ago. Uh, here in Croatia uh, so what exactly that is and how it's being uh, covered up and more witnesses aren't coming forward I have no idea and maybe they are and their stories are just being brushed under the rug so to speak so uh, my latest UFO sighting was around the time that my son was born and Actually, I'm, I'm not going to get fully into the details of this uh, encounter or sighting uh, because it's, it's really interesting and I'd like to share the full details and I believe that I'm going to save that for another day because it, uh, I believe we're getting to the end of our half hour here shooting for a half an hour program. Don't want to bore you guys to death. Um, so you can look forward to hearing about my most recent sighting, which my wife was with me for, and involved not only uh, one UFO, but multiple uh, UFOs, as well as some sort of fighter jets, either escorting them or chasing them down, which I tend to believe it's the uh, latter. So we'll get to that on another program. Okay, so I want to thank you guys for listening. Obviously, it's a new program, but we've got a lot in store for you. Um, not just UFO sightings, but we'll be talking about everything from uh, Slavic black magic to cryptids and uh, just about anything that goes bump in the night. So, thanks again for tuning into the program. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I'm a blogger, so... I'm, I'm uh, used to asking for, you know, interaction and comments in the comment section below, but uh, seeing as we have no comment section, um, please do feel free to leave uh, voice messages, um, which is supported through Anchor. And if you don't have Anchor, I highly suggest going ahead and downloading anchor.fm. Uh, that's what I use to create the show. And uh, if you have it, I'm not sure if you can leave the messages without it. Um, but either way, uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. 
if you have a UFO sighting or cryptid sighting or some strange and bizarre story that you'd like to share with the audience, please feel free to leave a voice message and if it fits, I will add it in to an upcoming episode. Thanks again for listening to Inquisition of Darkness. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not share it with a friend or on social media? It sure would help and we'd appreciate it. Let's help spread the word of all those things that go bump in the night. The things that we've all seen, felt, and heard, but are told are not real.